that I want vegan to be accessible for everyone. And it's not just a diet that is for the 1%. This, this healthful, nutritious, colorful way of life is for everyone. I'm going well. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Eliza is here and we're going to chat about a bunch of fun stuff surrounding nutrition, entrepreneurship, and manifesting our dreams into reality. We'll get started with Eliza just introducing herself to you. My name's Eliza. I'm originally from Boston, I'm born and raised just outside of Boston, but I've been living in Melbourne, Australia for the last five years or so. I originally came here just on a working holiday visa after I finished a master's degree I truly wasn't passionate about anymore and really just wanted a big redirection in life. So I came to Melbourne and started working in some cafes and got my yoga teacher training certificate, ended up falling in love with the love of my life and yeah, just kind of stayed here. So yeah, that's kind of the long, long story short. All right, so yeah. let's dive in a little deeper. If you want to talk about yoga, what inspired you to go for your yoga teacher training? What is your relationship with yoga like? Um, my relationship or experience, I guess, with yoga started in high school. It was offered um, as part of our, you know, PE or gym class or whatever. We were able to select different options and yoga was one of the options. So I ended up doing that for, you know, it was like fall or spring semester or something. And it wasn't, you know, (laughs) like super spiritual or whatever yoga. It was more like gym yoga kind of. Um, Mm -hmm. but that was sort of my first experience with it. And I grew up as a dancer. I studied ballet very seriously. That was my like original pathway in life. I was always that kid that wanted to be a prima ballerina when she grew up and I was like (laughs) actually serious about it. (laughs) Um, and yoga was actually a great sort of compliment to ballet because I was going through so many injuries that were really difficult on my body and my mental health. And I felt like they were sort of putting themselves in between me and my potential career as a dancer. And yoga was almost a way for me to not only help heal those injuries, but also as a way to help my mental health and help me through that time that was really difficult as an 18-year-old. And then I sort of lost touch with yoga a little bit and then revisited it my senior year of college, um, which is, you know, a stressful time for anyone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're freshly, you know, kind of out of that, um, year. It's been, um, eight years since I graduated, but it was, I know, I know. Time flies. Time Time flies. flies. I'm like, wait, how am I 30? Um, (laughs) yeah. So I revisited it senior year just as a way to, uh, manage stress. And I really fell back in love with it and just the way that it made my body feel. And it was almost like dancing in a way as well, almost like a choreography kind of feel. And there were moves and steps and sequences. And it was a way for me to reconnect my body in a way that I hadn't felt for a while after I had stopped dancing. When I came to Australia, I ended up at a 21 day intensive 
yoga teacher training, just a 200 hour, um, in Byron Bay. And it was incredible. Honestly, it was just an experience that really cracked me open and showed myself some things that a, I had never seen before. And also ones that like, I didn't really even know existed or that I had been, um, putting away in some different part of my brain. Um, and it was amazing. And I, I ended up teaching straight away after I came back to Melbourne and I was teaching, um, when I went back to Boston for a couple of years, yoga for me was never about, you know, landing fancy arm balances or handstands or anything like that. It's always been more of an inward practice for me. So I felt like going to teacher training was sort of the natural next step for me to really, I guess, take that to the next level. Right. Definitely. And I know, so you also, uh, outside of yoga, do a lot with your nutrition, sharing meals, creating foods. Um, and I know you do some of your meal planning and you go to yoga retreats and help with the nutrition there. So if you want, I feel like this could be a good way to bridge your yoga um, and your nutrition. Food was always something that I loved, never really saw it as like a career option. Obviously I was like, you know, total tunnel vision on ballet. And then once that ended, I sort of (laughs) had taken so long to figure out what it is I was actually on this planet for. And, um, after I finished or I guess it was during my degree, which was um, early childhood education was my master. During that degree, I really um, saw food as a way to like be creative um, because I was just studying and working all the time. I didn't really feel like I had any sort of creative outlet until I started cooking more and experimenting with food. And I was already vegetarian um, for like four years prior to that. And then I ended up going vegan and that was really the catalyst for me to like just dive into food and just creating it and trying new things. And, um, it really just opened me up to, yeah, kind of like a whole new food world. And then when I came to Australia, I started working in a few different vegan cafes and just absolutely fell in love with it. With retreats, it almost kind of happened, uh, by chance, a friend of mine was running a retreat in Palm Springs, California, and she had already had a friend of hers that was going to cook for it, but she wanted an assistant. So she asked if I would come onto the retreat as like a, you know, assistant chef. I loved every single second of it. And it really, um, just kind of clicked for me that that was an amazing avenue for me to go down because it just, marries two of my huge passions together and for me to be able to cook on retreats and like food is 10,000% my love language like that's just how I show love to people if I cook you cook you a meal like you're just you're like in my inner circle and I love you forever (laughs) and like for me to be able to do that on retreats and just share food with people and just be in that environment where people are maybe going through something or 
just needing a fucking break or, you know, everybody is just there to be and to breathe and come back to themselves and to be able to then nourish people from the inside throughout that experience is honestly an honor and something that I hope I get to continue doing for a very, very long time. Um, and I also get to travel, which is another huge passion of mine and just meet people from everywhere. Where were you in your path with jobs and life when that opportunity came up that you were so willing to be like, yeah, I'm going to go for it? That is a great question. I ended up moving back to Boston in 2017 and I stayed home for two years. And it was during that time that like I was working as a manager at a vegan cafe, um, in the Boston area and, my friend was teaching at a spin studio across the road and just saw like how much I love food. And obviously I was working in a cafe and it was just like, when people think of me, I think they think of food. (laughs) That's just like the first thing that comes to mind when they think of Eliza. Um, so yeah, she had just like asked me on a whim. She was like, look, I've already got a chef, but um, she's looking for someone to help her out with GB Kane. She's like, I can't pay you, but I can pay for like your accommodation. And as someone who, you know, is going to assist on their first retreat, I was like, yeah, that's a great deal. Like, that's fine. Right. Like, I, I don't care at all. Like I would happily right. work for free. Um, and I think I was also extremely unhappy in that cafe that I was working in. It was just a really negative environment. Yeah, I think working at that cafe actually was kind of the final straw for me in terms of working for somebody else. I was like, this is this is the last place that I work for someone else. So after I did a couple of retreats, that's when I decided to launch the meal prep service and doing that in conjunction with retreats and teaching yoga, um, which I was teaching pretty consistently at a studio in the Boston area maybe like six to eight classes a week. So that did take up a fair bit of time, but then I could supplement with the meal prep. Um, and yeah, it just kind of catapulted into getting a few more retreats. And then when I moved to Australia permanently, which was September of last year, 2019, I finally received a partnership visa, which means that my boyfriend essentially, because he's an Australian citizen, he can sponsor me to live here um, and I have permanent residency. And that's when I started this online entrepreneurship journey. And yeah, the whole reason why I'm doing this online work is so that I can sort of fuel retreats in the future once, you know, travel starts to open back up again, or even just domestic Australian retreats. Um, that's, like really my number one passion, but to be able to work online in the meantime has been a really good blessing. And I love waking up and not having to go to work every day. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with a nine to five or whatever. Like if if that works for people, then by all means, like go forth, like more power to you. But there, we are definitely conditioned as a society to be employees rather than business owners. Like we're not taught things like how to file our own taxes or financial literacy or how to build a website or, you know, unless maybe you're like a business major or something, but like, those are not common things that we are taught. What we are taught is just to go to school every day, do your work, do your homework, come home, eat, sleep, repeat. And that 
carries on into our adult life. And instead of going to school every day, we just go to work every day, Monday through Friday. And then we just have Saturday, Sunday off or like a little snippet in the evening to like do something for ourselves. But we're probably just too tired to do that anyway. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's been something that I have been working through myself is almost like letting go of the shame of not wanting to be an employee to someone else. Like I felt like for a long time, I had this shame around like wanting to forge my own path and do something interesting and creative. And I think for the younger generation, it's going to be a bit different because so much of their life is online. But for someone who's a little bit older, like myself, like I was conditioned to probably go to work every day or school or, you know, an office job or something like that. So for me, like to try to navigate an online job and something a little bit more creative where there's travel and, you know, maybe not a consistent uh, income kind of thing to the older, older generation, like my parents, they're just like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. They just, it's hard for them to understand. So I think, I mean, they're, you know, picking up what I'm putting down slowly, but surely, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I think it's, you know, when, when we grow up a certain way and we're conditioned a certain way to then be like, you know what, I don't think that's going to work for me specifically, if that works for you, amazing. But I just don't think that's going to work for me. It takes a lot of fucking courage and bravery to then go and forge your own path and do something different because you're going to get a lot of opinions. You're going to get a lot of unsolicited advice from people that aren't in the position that you want to be in. And yeah, it's, it's not easy. I think entrepreneurship um, and owning your own business gets really glamorized but it's really, really hard work. And, you know, some people try it and then they're like, oh, it's actually just easier to, to do a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just more comfortable to do that. You know, that you're so right. Entrepreneurs are kind of like, we talk about it, like it's very glamorous. And in one breath, it's like, yeah, I full heartedly stand by that. Like you are fully able and you need to believe yourself and you should go for it if you want to. But it's like, you don't really see us. Today sucked. (laughs) Yes. Today was hard. So what advice would you give to individuals who hear all those things about carving your own path and it scares them? I was recommended to Tim Ferriss. Um, I don't know if you've heard about him, but he Mm -hmm. has a pretty big TED Talk um, that's all about fear. And he has what's called a fear setting exercise, kind of like goal setting, but fear setting instead. And I did this exercise and it's basically a way for you to write down every single fear that you have about a specific thing that you want to do. So my thing was, I want to quit my job and start an online business. And then I listed every single thing that I was a scared about and B, that could possibly go wrong. And then also the result that if, if something did go wrong, if one of those things went wrong, what, what would happen then? Like what would be sort of the, the unravel from that? And it's a really, really great exercise to actually 
just put your thoughts on paper, put your fears on paper. And it actually made me realize what I was so, so scared about was actually just not a big deal at all. And if it were to happen, like it's still, like I could still recover, like there are ways for me to then move forward. And it was just a really great way for me to, yes, see what I was scared about right in front of me and be like, oh, that's actually not really that scary. That's not actually that big of a deal. There are ways to overcome that. So I think that's a really interesting exercise for people to do. Tim Ferriss, fear setting, um, exercise. You I can, love that. yeah, you can watch his Ted talk as well. Um, and he sort of explains it and it also just, yeah, I think I had two mantras. The first mantra was big risk, big reward was something that I was just living by. I was like, mm-hmm. this is a really big, big risk, but there's going to be a really big, big reward for me on the other side. And that's happiness and freedom and financial freedom. And the, the allowance for me to design my own day. Like those are things that I really, really wanted. And that was going to be the reward, big risk, big reward. That was my, my big mantra. And then something else I was living by was just really analyzing the cost of not starting versus, you know, like if I just sit here and continue going on, you know, working in a job where I'm really unhappy. I'm getting up at 5.30 a.m. to get on the train with everybody else and just, you know, just moving along like a freaking sardine and packed into this train car. <laughs> Coming home exhausted, barely have the energy to cook dinner, and then I just have to repeat the next day. Like, if I keep going forward with that, what is the cost of that? versus the cost of me starting my entrepreneurship journey and actually being on the path to happiness. So you really just have to weigh the two. Like if you can sit there and see yourself being happy in your current reality, amazing, continue going forward. But if you can look at yourself in five years and you see that you are miserable, then you've got to make a change, whether it's scary or not. You just have to do it. And everything you want is on the other side of fear. In terms of, I know we were just saying how being your own boss, being an entrepreneur, especially at the get-go when you don't have, when you're not in a place to scale, to hire employees, to hire assistants, all that nonsense, and we're doing everything, we're every single role in the company, um, especially in a health and wellness business, when we are promoting (laughs) healthy habits and sleep and taking care of yourself, what advice would you give to the entrepreneur that is trying to go into health and wellness to help people be happy and healthy, but they find that they are tearing their self to the ground trying to do this for other mm-hmm. people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really, the ba- really good The question. balance. <laughs> that's a really, really good question. And yeah, I think, I think I, as I've said before, I think that's what turns a lot of people away from entrepreneurship is that is. I don't want to say hustle, but just the like time and dedication that it really takes to get to a certain point. Um, and there are, you know, long days, late nights and tears (laughs) that, (laughs) that definitely happen. And something that 
I would really like to do that I haven't implemented yet, but it's on my, it's on my to-do list of healthy habits the to implement. <laughs> the never-ending entrepreneurial to-do list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is before I go to bed, I need to just have a journal at my bedside table. And before I go to bed, I just need to write down everything that I want to get done the next day so that when I wake up in the morning, I don't have that anxiety of like thinking about things that I need to get done because I've already written it down. It's already on paper. It's already, you know, been asked of the universe and it's ready to go. Everybody has one to five minutes to spare in a day, right? Like if you can spend one to five minutes, just close the door, sit down and close your eyes and just breathe. I think that makes a huge difference. Everybody has that little time in a day. You don't have to do this like 30 minute, like visualization meditation, like to get your brain right. Like you can just take a simple few minutes, even if it's three deep breaths, like that's going to put you on such a better trajectory for your day. Um, and this is actually something that I struggled with a lot after we adopted our rescue dog. I was like, whoa, all of a sudden, like, I don't really have a morning routine anymore <laughs> because I have to get up. I have to feed the dog, walk the dog, you know, make sure that his needs are taken care of before my own. So that was actually something that I really struggled with at the start. It wasn't even like anything business related, but it made me realize how much I relied on having a little bit of time to myself before I got the day started to then be in a really good headspace. So it's taken some time to really adjust to that life and also making sure that I do have, even if it's like during lunchtime where I just like make myself take a 20 minute break or 30 minute break or something. I breathe, I eat my lunch. Maybe I sit outside, do my own thing. Like you don't have to have this like extensive morning routine of like five different face serums that you put on <laughs> and hour long meditations and like juicy stretches and stuff. Like it could be so simple. Like it could uh, be as simple as taking three deep breaths, washing your face, brushing your teeth, going outside for a breath of fresh air and then starting your day. Like I think getting back to the basics. That is it, girl. <laughs> that is it. And also just like take the pressure off of yourself of having to be everything, you know? Like if you're trying to be a health and wellness coach, take the pressure off of yourself of having to be, you know, this perfect spitting image of health and wellness all the time because that's not real. And people want real. People want honest. People want vulnerable. They're going to relate to you so much more as a coach or a mentor. If you show them that, you know, not every minute of every day, you're super calm, cool, and collected, you know? Right. And I've been right. finding that you that, get it, that you've been there. Yeah, exactly. And I've been finding that as a mentor in this business, like I don't have everything figured out. And I'm honest about that. If somebody asks me a question and I don't know the answer, I say, you know what? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to it, but I'm going to go find out for you. And then I'll get back to you. People so much prefer that over you just like coming up with some convoluted answer, you know, like just right. if you're having a shit day, just 
allow yourself to have that day because if you just try to suppress what you're feeling, that is going to just be so much worse in the long run. And yeah, just feel the feels. Of course, you know, do your favorite things to help you um, boost your mood or make yourself feel better. But yeah, you don't have to be perfect or have everything figured out straight away. Like nobody has everything figured out, like literally nobody in the world. So if you don't, then that's okay. And it's more relatable. Like that's, it's just human to human rather than health coach to client, I guess. Right. Yeah. And and I agree in that. And putting that pressure on yourself is going to make the balance harder because you're not even, yeah, being authentic to the fact that you need a balance if you're trying to be perfect all the time. Exactly. Balance isn't perfectionism. It's being human. (laughs) And that's also the beauty of being your own boss is that you can schedule Mm -hmm. in time for yourself. If you have a month, for example, where you have 10 clients, well, don't take 10 more on in the next month. Like, what? don't do that. Maybe just take on one or don't take on like more clients in the next month so that you can really give all of your, you know, time and value to the people that you're already working with rather than stretching yourself too thin. You got to just start, you know, you got to start somewhere and fail and grow and figure it out as you go day by day. Absolutely. And just, just keep going. Like there are days where you're, you're going to question everything, but if you are so just radically dedicated to your cause and your passion and, and what you have to offer, then just keep going. Everything you want is already out there. You just have to get out of your own way and let it come to you. In terms of your online business and your retreats and wanting to manifest that and having manifested it currently, trying to create um, like a nutrition challenge or you know, little things that I've seen you do on your page. How do you start? Like, what is the manifestation process like for you in terms of going from literally having an idea to putting it out there for people like me to support on your Instagram page? Oh my God. I know you don't have to dive into the whole process more about your mindset when you're when you're starting to tackle it, not really how, like, what, like what website, not really the, uh, technical, but the emotional and the mental side of it. Yeah. Um, I definitely had to overcome a lot of, like I said before, just like some shame and guilt around wanting to do my own thing. That was like a huge limiting belief that I had was that, well, maybe I maybe I'm just not meant to do it. Maybe I'm just destined for this, you know, cycle of unfulfilling jobs for the rest of my life and I'll never really figure it out. Um, but I've done a lot of work over the last, I'd say like six or seven months to really overcome that. And whether that's come from, the support of my work community who are literally just the most incredible men and women of all time. And, you know, they're, they're here to support me if I have questions or if I'm just like, 
lost and needing a bit of redirection, everybody is there like ready to help, um, I think has made all the difference. And not every entrepreneur has that um, community, but I think if you can seek community of people that maybe are doing similar things or you have similar values and interests, I think that is really huge to surround yourself with people that just get you and get what you're doing and get your mission and can really support you. Because when you work, you know, in an office or some sort of traditional work environment, you likely have some sort of, you know, team or whatever working around you. Um, but when you're an entrepreneur, it can be much more lonely. So if you are able to find, um, yeah, a, a community of people that, um, understand what you're doing, I think that has been something that has really, really helped me personally over the last few months um, and has just given me the confidence to dive into my creativity. And um, also, like, I'm just a really big lover of lists (laughs) and writing everything down. Like, if I have ideas for um, YouTube videos, for example, like, I'll just write out a big list of all the different recipes I could do or all of the ingredients that I might need, where I could get them from, um, that kind of stuff. Like if writing and sort of seeing things visually is something that really helps you, that, um, was really big for me as well to just, and it's like the fear setting exercise, just, just getting it out in front of you, like out of my brain and, and in front of you in your visual line, I think is so helpful to really help you um, clarify what it is that you really want to do. Invest in a coach or somebody that can really help you get to the point that you want to be at. Like you don't have to do every single thing on your own. Like there are so many options and so many people out there that want to help you. So, which it can be very, very difficult to accept help. Um, But I think you know, it's much harder to get to the top by yourself. Much, Mm -hmm. much harder. If you want to find me on Instagram, my handle is Shakti Fresh and I have a YouTube channel as well. And everything that I share is vegan, but my approach is really that I want vegan to be accessible for everyone. And it's not just a diet that is for the 1%. This this healthful, nutritious, colorful way of life is for everyone. And I really try to make my recipes super approachable. They're not very complicated. They don't require complicated ingredients. I just want people to see the food as delicious, not necessarily, oh, well, that's vegan, so I can't make it, you know, or or I don't know how to make it. I just, I want people to feel like they can come to my page and that they're welcome there and that they have free access to all of these recipes that they look at and feel confident that they could recreate too. This is Shane on Back to Basic Breath and we will see you next time, y'all.